0: What's going on, everybody. This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid. And this is episode 206 of The Real Queen Sid Show. I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this. This is a different perspective, honestly, like a deeper level of thinking on authenticity, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to talk about. So I'm super excited. This is all the lessons that I've learned from Laverne Cox, uh, who is a transgender actress, and uh, her podcast with Lewis Howes. So super excited to share this with you guys and kind of just I don't think I talk about this like spiritual side of myself very often but uh kind of connect to you guys on a little bit of a deeper level with this spiritual side. So, I'm super excited. If you get any value from this, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories and tag me at the real queen sid and just write your biggest takeaways on there. Uh that's my favorite part about resharing those is writing your biggest takeaways. Now, if you're listening to this with headphones on, at some point in this, Nova barks really loud. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace to your ears, um, but it's it's pretty quick. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Hope you get a ton of value from this, and let's get into this episode. This, this is a podcast with uh, Lewis Howes and Laverne Cox. Um, so this is the things that I learned about authenticity from Laverne Cox, who, if you don't know who she is, she is uh, a transgender actress. So she is, um, male to female, transgender actress who really, really broke through the industry and made a ripple, uh, in the industry with her, with her presence basically. Um, and it's been really, really, it was really, really cool to listen to this podcast and just kind of get something from her perspective of, I think this will relate. So like, listen to the messages through, through what I have to say. Okay. Um, and so basically what her story is, is that she had gotten into acting and she wanted, she wanted to get into acting, modeling, all of that good stuff um, after she had transitioned, right? So she was already male to female. And uh, the biggest concern in the industry at the time was getting what they, what, what they call in the, in the community clocked. Uh, and so if you get clocked in the community, that just means that somebody can tell that you're transgender, right? So somebody will say, oh, well, this is a crossdresser," or whatever other homophobic slur, they have to say transphobic, I suppose. Uh, and so that was the biggest concern when she got into the industry. Right. And so she would go into these, into these uh, these interviews and these things like that. And that was the goal was to not get clocked. And there was a lot of transgender actresses uh, that came before her that people didn't know they were transgender when they got into, into the industry, they got into the industry and they were not clockable. (laughs) Right. And so people didn't know. And uh, they got into the industry and they, you know, made their career and they were big in the industry before they were actually, you know, outed. And Laverne Cox went into the industry in a different manner. And she decided I'm going to market myself as the transgender actress. Like that is what my, that's what my niche is going to be. That's what my specialty is going to be. I'm going to come right out and say, I'm the transgender actress. Like put me in these trans roles because what was happening was they were putting more transgender people into these into these uh, movies and things, but they were just having straight cis men act as women. Does that make sense? Rather than, rather than casting a transgender person because there was nobody out in the industry that was transgender uh, and that was very open about it, right? And so yeah, Laverne Cox, I love her. Anyway, uh, so that was what her kind of method was, was she was like, screw this screw this i'm going to i'm going to market myself as the transgender actress you can either take it or you can leave it and you can just you can kind of piss off right and so this whole podcast is basically all of these lessons that she's learned along the way obviously there is a huge 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 um population of the of, of the world that does not believe in transgender people right and then there's a huge population that's really really supportive wherever you fall on the spectrum of that of that spectrum um, this will be a beneficial training for you. Okay. So the first lesson that she had was to lean into humanity because every experience is different. Right. And that means even people in the same community have different experiences. Right. So my experience as a lesbian in the LGBTQ community is different from Holly's, right. Because I dated men first and I came out later in life and I have been with men. And then you look at her and she, kind of came out, she came out in college, but she never dated men, right? Like she's what they call a gold star lesbian in the damn community. It's it's okay. It's whatever. It's annoying, but whatever. Okay. So she is what they call a gold star lesbian, but our, our, um, our experiences are completely different, right? We also look different. People look at me and they think I'm straight. People look at her and they think that she's, is, is gay. Right. And so lean into humanity and just understand that even if you're in the same community as somebody, you don't have the same experience as them. You don't know what they've been through. And every single one of us has a unique experience. Now, also understand in the same fact that human experience is not unique, right? Like we have all been through similar things, but I've been through addiction and the LGBTQ community when Christina's has been through addiction and um Right? Like we all have like maybe pieces that fall together, but we're not all, the, on. we're not all the same. Right. And so leaning into that humanity, and this is kind of one of the core concepts that I like to talk about with my brand personally is giving people back their humanity. I love the, the idea of stripping people of the label addict or whatever. And, and, uh, giving people back their humanity and just looking at them as a person who has a story that has cultivated this, this person that's standing in front of you. Right. And so if you think about all of the things, all of the little stories, right? Like I think authenticity is such an intimidating word for people because you think about, Oh, well, Sydney wants me to tell my story. So I'm going to start from the day that I was born until right now. And I'm going to tell every single thing that every bad thing that happened to me along the way and every single thing that happened. And, and, and that's me being authentic. When really we are a woven fabric of all of these stories and all of these experiences and all of these whatever that we're all no label is going to fit us. Like yes, Jen is an addict. Yes, Christine is an addict. Yes, I am an addict. But like that's not who, that that is who we are. But it's not who we are. Does that make sense? Like when you strip the label away you start to see the emotion, you start to see the story behind the, the label, right? And so everybody is different. And so leaning into humanity is super, super important with authenticity, because like I said, even, even people that are in the same community as you have not had the same experiences, right? You think about, I know there's a lot of people in the infertility community, right? But not everybody's story is the same. There's people in the uh, chronic illnesses community, but not everybody's story is the same. So sharing little pieces of your story will help connect you with people, but will also, your story is unique to you, right? Like, so sharing little pieces of your story helps connect but also helps you stand out, if that makes sense. So lean into humanity, every experience is different, right? The next thing with being authentic is understanding that you are going to have triggers you're going to be healing from your triggers for the rest of your damn life. It sucks. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's, but it's the truth, right? I'm still healing from uh, a lot of relationship triggers. Right. And I, I left my abusive relationship uh, almost three years ago and I'm still dealing with that stuff. Right. So once the, but understand this is that once the nervous system is triggered, it feels like the trauma is happening right now. And I thought that was so powerful when she said that your, your nervous system, like these triggers, these things that set you off, these things that put you back in that place of, of how somebody treated you or a bad experience that you went through, or, you know, whatever. Some of you guys have been through abusive relationships, gaslighting, whatever, whatever triggers you in that moment, your nervous system actually feels like it's happening in that moment which is why we have such snap reactions, which is why we have such trigger reactions, which is why sometimes we're like, you, you react. And then you're like, wait, why did I do that? I know better. But in the moment, your nervous system doesn't know better in the moment, your trauma is like, no, we're going to bring this to the forefront. And I don't, I don't know better right now. And so this, it feels like the trauma is happening right now, which is Understanding your trauma will help with this because you'll start to unravel the things that happened and you'll start to reprogram your nervous system, right? And so we talk a lot about um, emotional intelligence on this team, which is just uh, the ability to identify your emotions, process them before reacting, but sometimes when your triggers happen they they that's not and that's not able to happen right so just understanding that you have triggers every single one of us does um and so while you're on this journey of becoming your most authentic version of yourself while you're on this journey of creating relationships while you're on this journey of building a business while you're on this journey of all things uh somebody's going to trigger you it might be me you might be pissed the hell off at me after we get off this call because you are triggered by the fact that I'm training from a transgender woman. I don't think any of you all are because you're front because you're front line to me. So there's got to be some sort of alignment there. But like my point is, is that somebody is going to trigger you. It might be me. It might be Jesse Lee. It might be your sideline. It might be your downline. It might be whoever. But learning how to work through those triggers and then come back together to create a cohesive relationship is super, is super, super powerful on that authenticity journey because it, when you don't, when you let your, when you don't let your triggers control you, you have so much more control in your life. Right. So does that make sense? So, um, when you feel triggered, your trauma feels like it's happening right now. And so, a lot of people, because they have triggers, because they have trauma, they want to belong to themselves. Like, have you ever like built this wall up and you're like, I'm not letting anybody in or I'm going to let people in, I'm going to let the wall down a little bit. And then somebody does something stupid and it triggers me and it just brings that wall right back up. And so we kind of, we want to, we want to feel like we belong to ourself, right? Like you want, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody. I don't need the support of anybody. I, and it's, it's lonely, it's lonely. And so on the journey of authenticity, I love that a lot of people have been talking about this more. I actually had a conversation with somebody, uh, the other day when I was at kickball and she is a doula. Um, and so she helps mothers give birth to their kids. And she, the biggest advice that she gives to these new mothers is stop trying to do it all. Like stop trying to, especially in the first six months when you get home, like your job is to care for that baby hire out the laundry, hire out the cleaning, like let somebody else do it. When somebody comes over and they want to take care of the baby, like, or they want to see the baby, like they need to come over and take care of the baby, like stop trying to do everything. Right. Like, so it's lonelier to belong to yourself. So understanding that allowing that wall to come down a little bit and let people in and build those relationships, you'll find in life that things happen and they flow a lot easier when you allow that to happen. Right. So uh, it's lonelier to belong to yourself. The next thing that I learned is that, um, I love this line. She said, if you're really, are you really free if you're denying yourself, right? So in this profession, we talk about time freedom. We talk about money freedom. What about personal freedom, right? How many times, okay, I'll I'll give you guys an example. Uh, Jesse Lee on the champ call yesterday said that we need to be more um. What did she say I don't have my notes up but she basically said we need to be more. uh, We need to talk about our opinions, more not in like a rude way, not in like a defensive way, but like how many times have you stifled your opinion because of the thoughts of somebody else right and so somebody asked me on my. um, On my questions box yesterday they asked me how I felt about the new abortion laws that went into into effect in Texas. And I was like, normally I would not answer that. Normally I would just leave that to the wayside because it's a political question. I'm not going to be divisive. I'm just going to stay here in my little like bubble and fume to Holly and talk to her about what I think about it. Right. And, but I had, I got that question. I think it was literally the universe, like providing an opportunity to me, but I got that question right after that training. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to say what I think I need to say. And the amount of people that were in my inbox that were like, thank you for speaking up about this. Like, I had no idea where you stood on this topic. And I was like, well, oh. And they were like, thank you for speaking up for the rights of women, right? Whatever. And so my point being is that are you really free if you're denying yourself? Are you really free if you're like constantly filtering yourself? Obviously, obviously be respectful. Obviously say your opinion with respect. Obviously don't give unsolicited opinions to people that don't like that don't need it. Obviously don't troll on people's stuff or bully people or whatever. But like, are you really free if you don't ever get to say what you want to say? Are you really free if you don't get to stand up for what you, for what you believe in? Are you really free if you don't get to be the person that you want to be because you're constantly people pleasing other people? Or you're constantly doing what you think that you should be doing, or what you think other people want you to do, or you're constantly doing, yeah, I know, (laughs) or you're constantly doing whatever. Like, is this resonating with any of you guys? Like, are you really free if you are constantly worried about what everybody else is thinking? Right. And so when I started, she said, when I started owning my differences, everything started to change. And so she, she, this came from the part where she's talking about, how she went into all these casting calls, trying to go in and not get quote unquote clocked, right? She's going in all these casting calls, trying to get, not get clocked. And she said, as soon as I stepped into who I actually was, and I started owning my differences and what made me stand out and what made me a better, you know, in her, in her situation actress. Um, but like for you guys, what makes you a better leader? What makes you a better keto coach? If you're doing keto, like what makes you, what makes you stand out? What makes you a better person? Right? Like what are the values that you have that are really important to you when you can, when you can start owning those differences, everything will start to change. And so a lot of times we feel guilty around, uh, okay. She said there's a difference between, this is the next thing. There's a difference between guilt and shame. And so guilt is, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Shame is, I'm sorry, I am a mistake. And so I think sometimes we apologize for who we are, we apologize for the way we are, that we apologize for the way we act because we feel like we are a mistake. We feel like, um, we feel shame around who we are, right? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I saw your face too, I love you. <laughs> but. It's the difference between being guilty, feeling guilty and feeling shame, right? You can feel guilty for when maybe you said something that was like a little mean, or you said something that was a little snappy or whatever. You weren't proud of the way you reacted in a certain situation. Like that is, I'm sorry for the way that I acted. Shame is, I'm sorry that I am a mistake. And a lot of people never find authenticity. A lot of people never find their, their, their best version of themselves because they're shameful of who they are. Does that make sense? Does that hit anybody? Okay, cool. So not cool. That's, I'm sorry that hit you. (laughs) Uh, But the next thing is that uh, she said there are beautiful things on the horizon, but you just have to show up as you, right? There are beautiful things on the horizon for each and every single person on this call. And there are beautiful things, but your, your beautiful life is unique to you and you'll never find it if you don't show up as yourself so rude uh you'll never find it if you don't show up as yourself right and so that's when she started showing up as and marketing herself as a trans actor right like she said I'm a trans actor like put me in these 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 transgender roles in your movies because her beautiful horizon her beautiful future was not meant for a for a woman in in uh in in acting to pretend to be a cis woman. It was to own her authenticity and to own her individuality and just market that. Like just own who you are, right? And so she started marketing herself as a trans actor and that's when that's when everything took off, right? Like she got if you guys have seen Orange is the New Black, she was a she was a main character in that in that uh TV series. Which would have never happened if she didn't start marketing herself as her authentic self right? So started marketing, um, your beautiful things on the horizon are only going to happen. If you show up as yourself, the next thing that I learned from her, which I've taught this a couple times, but she says, there's a light inside of you. And when you start to shine it on the world, people will hate you because they don't know how to shine their own light. Your light is shining brighter than theirs. And they don't know how to make theirs shine as bright as you do. That's not your fault. And that's not your problem. Your problem, your your assignment is to shine your light so bright that it allows other people to light their lights, right? Like the people that hate, think of it this way. The people that hate on you on your social media for being who you are, right? If you think about, I'll use myself as an example. If you think about the people that hate on me for being gay, it's because they don't know how to shine their light, but I'm not shining my light for those people. That's not the that's not my purpose. That's not the reason I'm here. That's not the reason I'm shining my light. I shine my light to help light the lights of other gay people in the world. It's not for them right? The same with addiction, right? I get, I get hated on for addiction too. Like um, people hate on me for just being me, but like people are going to hate on you for being in network marketing. People are going to hate on you for sharing your fertility journey. People are going to hate on you for, th- they're going to hate on you for whatever, right? They're going to hate on you for being annoying. They're going to hate on you for being too loud or too excited or too whatever, or too authentic, right? I get that all the time. Why do you share so much of your life? Well, my light is not here to light yours. It's here to light the lights of the people that need my story, right? And so they aren't in their light, so they can't receive yours. She said they're not in their own light, so they cannot receive yours. And just remember that if people, if you start to show your most authentic self, mm, this is going to be hard to hear. If if you start to show your most authentic self and people don't like it, right? Like your family is like, who is this person? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like this is something that I dealt with when I first started um, speaking out about a lot of different things on social media. Um, I had family members that would say, why are you doing this for attention? Or this is just a marketing ploy. Or why do you need to talk about this online or get the hate comments or whatever? Just know that the people in your life that start to hate on you, as you start to step into your most authentic, powerful, powerful version of yourself, they didn't, they never liked you. They liked the mask that you put on. They liked your mask. And I would rather have 10, five, two people in my corner that like me and my soul and my authenticity than have 10 people, 20 people, 100 people that like the mask that I wore. Because when you step into this power where you are the most authentic version of yourself, man, it's really hard not to like yourself. It's really hard not to be proud of yourself, right? And this is something that I'm actually dealing with a lot right now is as I step more into my power, there are people very close to me that that are uh, not in their light yet not in their light yet and they kind of want to hold a thumb down on you have you guys ever experienced this like they want to just like put a thumb on top of your head and make sure that you stay down because they're afraid that you're going to shine brighter than them and they're afraid that you're going to shine your light too bright so that they can't they can't catch up and they loved your mask even the people close to you right they we always say people are in your life for a reason season or a lifetime and those people were in your life for a reason or a season. They were there to help you shed a mask and they don't like the new person under there, that's on them. That's not on you. So people like the mask that you have on and not not your not your soul and we got to figure out the difference, right? And so the tw- the the quest for true belonging, you have to go on alone the tre- the quest for true belonging this is the next thing the quest for true belonging you have to go on alone because when you belong to yourself you can stand alone y'all ain't nobody able to heal for you nobody can heal your childhood trauma for you nobody lived the life that you live nobody remembers exactly what you remember nobody nobody has the perspective that you have right so like have you ever heard a story be told and you you hear it from like both parties and it's a completely different story I'm like oh this the remix you all seen that tiktok uh i'm just kidding but it's like two different stories right that's because perspective is reality the way that you experienced something in your life may not have been how somebody else experienced it but it's your perspe- your perspective it's your reality and that's that's what happened right it doesn't really matter if if you know your father wasn't present and it was for a good reason all you know is your father wasn't present And all you know is that you feel like you weren't loved because of that. It doesn't matter if he was out here, you know, hustling, creating, getting, making money for you guys, traveling all the time, like supporting the, the, the family. What you know is that your father wasn't there and that you don't feel loved. That's how your trauma is like, it's like trauma literally harbors inside of your body. You can feel it in different areas. It turns into sickness. Right. And so you have to go on this quest for yourself and you have to figure out who this person is, who is your most powerful version of yourself. You have to do it alone because if you do it with the influence of a bunch of other people, you might influence who your authentic version is. And also when you discover who your most authentic version is, if you did it by yourself, you know, you can stand alone no matter what no matter if anybody likes the person that you became, no matter if anybody, you know, whatever, like if anybody like, no matter if nobody likes your soul, you will like your soul because you found it. Does that make sense? So when you belong to yourself, you can stand alone. <clears throat> this is all about racial injustice. So I'm gonna skip that part because that's not about authenticity. Okay, the next one is, um be curious and create perspectives for other or and create space for other perspectives sorry be curious and create space for other perspectives and this is the empathy that we talk about all the time one of the core values on uh on on the empire is that we are we are empathy driven right and that just means that we haven't had the same stories we haven't had the same experiences but i'm creating space for different perspectives right so like if you think about it this way if somebody tells you if some if, if somebody that is black tells you that it that there is a racial injustice in America and you are not black you should probably listen to their story, right? Does that make sense? Like you should probably listen to their perspective because they have a perspective on a situation that you don't have. Now, we can do something that's a little bit less um uh energetically triggering right now, but like if you have somebody that is an addict, right? So like maybe you grew up with a parent that was an addict and you hate addicts. You're like, damn, my parent was not present. My parent was this, like, this is terrible. And you have this one perspective of addiction. Maybe go listen to the perspective of the addict, right? So that we can kind of understand people better. And when you can understand people better you can also understand yourself better. You can understand why you have the triggers and the reactions that you have. You can understand what what in your past led up to this very moment and the way that you react in certain situations. This journey of authenticity, it's not just like, oh, I like Pokemon and, and, I don't know, squirrels. Like my favorite animals are squirrels and I like Pokemon and that is me being authentic. No, this authenticity journey is is literally healing your childhood trauma so that you can be a better person so that you can show up better for your people so that you can lead your community through the healing process right like I already said we all have different we all have different um stories and we've all been through different things even if we're in the same experience or in the same community but your experience and your healing process is valuable to other people that's the journey of authenticity it's not Oh, I decided my favorite color is purple. And I like dogs. Like that's yeah, awesome, cool. Uh, but like, who are you at your soul? Like, who are you on a soul level? Because that's where we connect, right? We connect on an energetic level. Whether you believe in that or not, like we connect on an energetic, on an energetic level. Okay. So how do we get to the most human place? Is what she says. When you can understand, when not even understand, but when you can be curious and you can create space and ask questions about other people's experiences that's how you get to the most human place because at a very very raw core we're all just a bundle of emotions and stories and trauma and like we're all just a bundle of this this energy that's like cons- that that's constructed who we are right and so at the most human level are you somebody that likes to garden Or are you somebody that like really, really, and that really, really, uh, connects with, with, uh, the nature of the earth, right? Like, are you somebody that likes the garden or do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is a deeper level conversation. Okay, good. Cause I don't know if I'm articulating this correctly. So, uh, how do we get to the most human place? The next thing that she says is work on, uh, your work is to align with your purpose and love. Your work is to align with your purpose and love. And that's what this, that's what this healing journey does. Right. That's what the most authentic, if you look at, okay, I watched this episode of shark tank yesterday and I know we only have three minutes left. So I'll, I'll I'll hurry through the last of this, but I watched this episode on shark tank yesterday. And, um, they were talking about, they were this, uh, it's like a toothpaste company that has like these little pellets of toothpaste. It was like supposed to be, they're like less, less waste, less waste. They're mo- more eco-friendly. They're like, you, cause you're not throwing out the tubes all the time. So they come in, I don't know. Anyway, they had these core values, right. Of like, we are here for sustainability. We are here for, um, creating a better ecosystem. We're here for whatever, like they have this, these, these values. And if you think about the empire, we do as well, right. We have empathy, excellence, and execution and, uh, their original formula for their toothpaste had palm oil in it which palm oil contributes to a lot of the deforestation in rainforests. And so once their people pointed it out and they said, you have palm oil in your product, what is wrong with you? They immediately went and reformulated the entire product to align with their values. And I wonder sometimes like, do we stand up for what we believe in no matter whether it aligns with our values or not? Okay. I'll give you another example. It's more business related, right? The other day I, uh, I had this girl in my inbox asking about ketones and she, she's a lovely woman. Uh, she was asking about ketones and she had a bunch of questions about all the different products. So I tagged her in a video. I don't know. You guys probably know what video I'm talking about. The one with Jenny where she goes through all of the different products. Right. And, um, This, this woman messaged me back in my inbox and she said, this girl is so annoying. She sounds like nails on a chalkboard. I can't listen to her. She is so annoying. And I just, I can't listen to this. You know what you're talking about. Can you please just give me all the information on the product? And I literally responded back very simply. I said, you do not talk about people that way. And she said, what? I said, you do not talk about people that way. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I don't care about your money. That's my friend you don't talk about her like that. And she said, Oh, she ignored me for a couple of weeks. You know what she did the end of the month, last month, she went and bought three challenge kits and a reboot because she was like, your, your, uh, loyalty to your friend over my money spoke volumes about who you are as a business owner. And so I'll tell you every single time when you align with your purpose, when you align with your values, the people that are meant to stay in your life will stay I could have immediately been like yeah 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 so annoying let me get you that information so sorry no i said no Mm-mm. watch the video don't talk about her like that right and so align with your values your your purpose is to align with your purpose and love and anybody that can't accept your values and can't can't that that was a boundary that i set right like we we, we struggle with this boundaries conversation a lot that was a boundary that i said no you cannot talk to her about that or talk to her like that i have a boundary here and she said, oh, what? I didn't mean to be mean. I said, you didn't mean to be mean? How would you feel if somebody sounded, said you were annoying and you sounded like nails on a chalkboard? And she said, well, that's their opinion. I said, well, my opinion is you can't talk about people like that. And she ended up buying, right? Because I was aligned with my purpose and I was aligned with love. The next thing that I learned from Laverne Cox, which you all know, you've heard me say this before, but I'm gonna say it again. Worthiness is a birthright. Worthiness is a birthright. You don't have to do anything. Some of y'all saw the uh, the interaction that Joseph McClendon had with Ash. And he said, he said close your eyes and picture a baby. And uh, she said, okay. And he said, this little baby is you. And this little baby was born into this world. And this little baby deserves and is worthy of love for doing nothing, right? Like you, those of you that are moms are like, yeah, My baby did absolutely nothing but poop, cry, and scream, and I still love the hell out of them, right? Like that that baby was worthy of love coming into this world without doing anything. Whether that baby received love is not, it's not what we're talking about. The fact of the matter was they were worthy of love, right? And so worthiness is a birthright. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to you know, be the best mom, you don't have to, like you don't, worthiness is a birthright. You are worthy of becoming the most authentic version of yourself specifically for doing nothing. It's just part of being on this earth, being on this human experience, being on this healing journey. You are worthy of being the most authentic version of yourself for literally doing nothing. And then um, the last thing is that every single one of us was put on this earth with a plan from the universe or God or whatever you believe in, right? I believe in the universe, and so fulfilling the universe fulfill the universe's plan for you. But you can only fulfill the universe's plan for you if you become yourself in its purest form, right? When you heal your trauma, all of us start out with. I said this on a podcast the other day, but all of us start out with a blank with a blank slate. And the way that you react, the way that you are, the things that you do, all of it is a accumulation of the experiences you've had in life, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're negative, whether they're positive, whether somebody was mean to you, whether somebody was super nice to you, whatever, like you can, you have to unravel all of that and be, and figure out who you are on a soul level in your most authentic version before you can fulfill the universe's plan for you. Because until you figure out who that person is under all of those experiences, under all of those stories you tell yourself, right? Under all that, oh, I'm not worthy. Under all of that, oh, I'm not good enough. Under all of that self-sabotage, under all of that, under all of that, there's a soul that is worthy and has a plan in this universe. And you have, like your job is to fulfill, fulfill that. And when you, when you can unravel all of that crap, you unleash this extremely powerful being like I, Jesse Lee is not even 99% of the way done to unleashing, uh, to unraveling all of the things that have been done to her in her life and unraveling all of the trauma. But do you even see the power that is in that woman with the layers that she has cracked? That's in all of you. It's in all of you. It's just a light that shines a little bit brighter and your, your, your light is just covered up by a bunch of layers of crap right now.